Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Manage Say's brand new podcast. Now, we really wanted to get this out as soon as we could because I think it's such an exciting proposition with what we've got going. And I think we had such good feedback at the end of Euro Daily. I feel like we wanted to continue produ- producing content as quick as we can. And we're producing it that quick that we genuinely haven't thought of the right name yet. So apologies about that. It'll come up under, like, brand new podcast. It's probably what you've clicked on if you've listened to this. Um, But, yeah, we're thinking, I don't know, calling it, like, Pro-Prem Day... No. Pro-Prem Podcast or Perfect Prem Podcast. Not Pro or Perfect. We just need another word beginning with P. So if you guys have any ideas, just drop us a thing in the description. But yeah, should we just explain to them the premise of this podcast? Yeah, what? so we're going to be, um, we what we will do is we're going to be reviewing all the stuff with the Premier League. So we will be, um, so on Friday night, we or possibly Thursday, in Denmark, or we're, we're still working out the complete time. No, it'll be, it'll be Friday, it'll um, be Friday. We may have to record before, okay, but it'll be Friday. Friday. And then, so yeah, on Friday, and we will record um, the podcast and what it will be, it will be review, previewing the Saturday um, and Sunday matches. Say if there's a big yeah. Man United derby or just any big yeah. games, we'll be reviewing them. We'll, and then on the we'll Monday, choose our pick of the night, bunch, won't we? To yeah, choose the best game. Choose the best game to review. And then on the Monday night, um, we will um, we will review all of the games. Um, we might. If there's been a big transfer going on, we'll talk about that um, yeah. on either of them. I think um, and, we'll also uh, and, yeah, we'll cover any other big football news. So it's going to be yeah. mostly Premier League, but if El Clasico's coming up, we're covering that. Like, if there's a big game, yeah, if it's Champions League final, we're covering that. So it's going to be mostly Premier League-based, because the majority of our audience is English. But that's kind of how we're going to roll. So, like, over the summer, it's just going to be po- podcasting about... Uh, transfers really and that is what today's episode is going to be about isn't it yeah we are going to be talking about players from the euros that we thought have shined and who we think we want to come to our clubs yeah or just players we'd love to see get a transfer if you didn't already know i am a massive liverpool fan and finn is a massive everton fan so yeah there may be some arguments now because we we could we could have we could say, no, we need to change the subject because, yeah. um, because no. we were, because it was Euros before, but now we can have arguments. Before so. we begin, yeah, I think maybe we should just leave the fact of who's better at this. Everton won the last derby, so Everton are better. End of. Right, should we move on to just talking about the transfers and not that? You can't say that Everton win one derby oh, and they are better. I knew you'd get so wound up by that. The majority of the derbies. And not by much, mate. Everton have got a better yeah, history. We still won the majority. Your stadium used we to be won ours. The majority. Oh, God, you Liverpool fans. And plus, anyway, you given by how fans. your owners want to act, yeah. Why, why why do you care about past history, mate? Your owners wanted to scrap all your history just for more money. So it's only got to be the most recent history that they care about. The most recent history indicates Everton are better. So go and buy how your owners like to run things. Everton are better. So Liverpool's owners themselves pretty much admit Everton are better. Anyway, should we get into the actual episode? I, that, that does, that's no logic. There's no logic in that. Yes, there is. The viewers will agree with me. Liverpool are tragic. Let's move on. <laughs> uh... Right, should we get into uh, the, the first player we'd love to see transferred? 
So, who would you love to see transferred to your club and why? Um, what, from the Euros? Or yeah. just any team? Just based off the Euros, based off the Euros. I thought Chiesa looked incredibly good. Um, and I would be pleased with Chiesa at Liverpool. So why would you think Chiesa would be really good? Like, what would he bring to the Liverpool team? Speed. He just, he penetrates the defence, he runs mm. at them. No matter what the situation was, even if they were losing, he still did it. Yeah. And even if they were winning, he still does it. He wants, He's hungry for goals. He set up goals, he scored goals. He, he looked like he had a good bit of talent as well. Mm -hmm. So I would love him. Um, he's me, young. Um, how about we do one each and then, so you yeah. do one and then I'll do yeah. one. Yeah, I think he's young, isn't he? He's very young. Like he's still got a load of youth. Yeah. He looks like he has a load of talent. He looked really good, yeah, but like the directness of runs, didn't he? He just wanted yeah. to get there and beat players. And, and I think he netted three goals all tournament. He got some great goals. And I think if you're having to defend against him, I think that would add a real different dimension. Because if you've got someone you know can just run straight at you and beat you, that means that someone's probably going to have to go man mark him your defence has to approach a game completely differently and even if he doesn't create stuff people are going to be worried about him so then the rest of the team will get more opportunities and I think he'd add so much yeah, to any is, team to be honest yeah. with his creativity his flair his great long shots the fact he can spot a pass and I think the fact that he just really runs at people I think that really made in the first half in the final oh god yeah. he, he shrugged off Declan Rice Managed to have a shot and it just went wide. Pickford was not getting that if, if it was if it was. Pickford knew it was wide. He's the best keeper in the world, mate. I know, but if it was on target. Hey, you, target, you said I know to Pickford being the best keeper in the world. Thank you very much. That is the end no, of today's episode. Josiah has just agreed that Pickford's one of the best keepers in the world. No, Thank I haven't. No, I haven't. You said not. okay. You said okay to that statement. I'm gonna hold you to that for the rest of your life now, mate. Oh, true. thank you ever so much. I'm just trying to get my point across. Oh, oh no. yes! Can, can I just sing a little song for the people? I don't know if they've ever heard it. England, number one. England, England's number one. England, number one. England, England's number one. Yeah, every time it, John Pickford gets an answer as England keeper, I always just straight up go and sing that. But, yeah. I always say don't sing that song and he, I say don't sing that song, don't interrupt me and you still go and do that. Uh, <laughs> and I can't not, I can't not. Because I mean, what a player he's been though, genuinely. No hard like, feelings, no yeah. hard feelings. Yeah, because if we had hard feelings, Josiah would have already left Liverpool because let's face it, Gerard, that carious mistake, oh, Everton beating them, he would have already left them if he cared about hard feelings. Anyway, <laughs> Jordan Pickford though, talking about him, what a great player he's been for well. England. Like, I think... Would you want him to come to Everton? What, Pickford? Yeah. Yeah. John you know was? Everton had th three of the best goalies all tournament. Robin Olsen, who kept clean sheets in a load of games. Jordan Pickford and Martin Stecklenburg. So, all goalies. Yeah, but isn't that impressive that Everton have so many good goalies and Everton, everyone always spends their time taking the mick out of Everton goalies? But honestly, though, Pickford, he went to a sports psychologist to sort himself out mentally, and he's just in such a good place. You can see the change, like you can see yeah. the change. If that is true, you can like see the change. Like, he's got slick back hair instead of his skinhead. He used to be a skinhead chav, like, he'd drive a Range Rover SVR. I remember waiting after the game, and he wouldn't... One time, he, he said hello and everything, he signed a bit of stuff. The other time, after he'd had a slightly bad game, he just stormed off, didn't even talk to any of the kids... Like, he wouldn't even say hi, whereas Seamus Coleman, no matter what the game, he'd always come and talk to you and he'd spend, like, a minute on each 
kid just talking to them, being really nice, and you'd have a little conversation and all. And I think players like yeah. that become little heroes at your club, don't they? You know yeah, what I mean? You feel like you can connect to them. Yeah. You feel really happy. Like there's certain players though that really get the fans, aren't there? Like look at yeah Everton. You got big dunk, haven't you? Who have you got for Liverpool? Do you know? What do you mean, like big players? Like Mr. Liverpool, who's always really nice with the fans and everything. Oh, like Jordan Henderson, James oh, yeah. Milner. To be fair, they're, they're um, like going to be legends for Liverpool in years to come. Like you look at Mo Eric Cantona at Man U, you look at Gaza at Tottenham, they're going to become like cult heroes, to be fair. If you know what I mean? Like yeah. people are just going to idolise them. And I think it's just the way people carry them that makes them absolute heroes. Talking of the way people carry them, Pickford now. He's got this really calm demeanour about him. And I think that was the thing. He was the calmest player on the pitch for England. He managed to settle the defence down. He managed to almost get us the victory with two penalty saves out of five, which is insane. I, I, I give you he's a good player, but if we're going to be talking about Pickford the entire podcast, I'm going to Oh, gosh, yeah. This, this, this oh, yeah, I literally forgot. I ended up just going <laughs> into talking about that. Should, should we actually get back on topic? Do you want to yeah. finish off well, a little I, bit about Chiesa? Um, no, no, I'm probably done. It's your turn to say a player that you yeah. would like to come to Everton. All right, all I'd say about Chiesa as well, it's Mane and Firmino look like they're they a bit flat. If you know what I mean? They've looked quite poor. Uh, and I not, think, Ma- not Mane, Firmino. No, he's, he's done Mane. nothing. He's done nothing all season, to be honest. I think Mane you just need to kick up the backside, yeah, to be honest. You can have an off-season, you recuperate, you rebuild, and then you have yeah. the season. Yeah, I think you need like to kick up the backside, though, and I think Chiesa are given that. If you've, got, if you've got Chiesa to contend with, you better be starting putting the work in, and you better be performing, else you're getting out the team. So I think the only player that was going to give him yeah. competition, which was Jota, it was more for me, though, but anyway, yeah, Jota definitely. was injured most of the season. Talk about injured yeah. Liverpool players. Oh, Van Dijk and Jordan Pickford. I mean, we did talk about injured Liverpool players just then, and we have talked about Jordan Pickford. What a tackle that was. Anyway. Uh. He's just bullying me right now. He's just, he's just completely bullying me. No, I'm just going to leave, leave right now. I'm leaving right now. Oh, okay. See ya. Okay. See ya. Now, oh. who, so who would be your player? That, who would be one of your players? We'll do top three players who we want to come. Okay. Who would be your first player? Now, I would say Spinazzola. But I'm going to have to say no, because I think Everton already have one of the best yeah, right-backs in the entire league. I think we need to... There's two players that really stand out yeah, to you me. Say one off because, you say one-off, because Trent is the best right-back in the league. No, I'm saying about left-back, because Spinazzola's a left-back, isn't he? We've got Dinier, who's oh, one of well, the best Oh, you say one-off, because Andy Robertson's the best left-back. No, Andy Robertson's been a bit poor. Plus, I'm going to leave you... Spinazzola for your for Liverpool. I think Liverpool genuinely are a stronger team in terms of in terms of starting eleven. But I think they don't have enough depth, and I think someone like Spinazzola on the tail of Andy Robertson and Trinkley can play both positions. Yeah, that would, that'll, that'll that, be good they'd, they'd, they'd get I'm a kick up there. Oh so come on! Anyway, now nah, I, w- I don't because I think we've already got Dinier, who's one of the best in the league. Then the player I'd actually say, well, there's two that really stand out. And then I'll have to pick out a third. I'd go for Doku. So I think Everton, we don't have someone that's really going to scare defenders, that's going to do what Chiesa does. Like I don't think we have anyone like that that knows how to finish but knows how to scare defenders. So I think Locatelli, who'd looked one of the best players, at, not one of the best, but one of the gr- good players at the tournament, yeah, he was torn to shreds by Doku. Like Doku, 
sent a couple of players to the shop and he was a nuisance all game and I think he'd add so much to Everton and I think we've got a lot of strong players we've got a lot of attacking players but we haven't got anyone like that with the sort of directness the sort yeah, of yeah the penetration yeah I think he just adds a different dimension to the team which I think will be really positive and I don't know I just see him being a bit like almost you know St Maximan yeah. I think when he comes on, when he was gone. I've always liked Sam Maxwell, yeah. actually. When he came back for Newcastle, he changed their entire season, didn't he? Yeah, he, he lifted them. He carries that team at the moment. I know. So you think and a player also, like Jockey, Even though he carries them, when he's, he starts playing well, and then you get the likes of Almiron and those other players who's just. He inspires forming. everyone, doesn't he? And I think someone yeah. like that, they make so many moves that. Even them just being on the pitch, given what they can do, yeah, it means defenders have to man-mark them and are really worried about them. So it opens up the space for other players like Almiron, and then they can then yeah. make more moves. And I think that's been really crucial to Newcastle this season when he's come back. That's why it changed the season. I think having a player like Doku, imagine how much freedom Hammers, freedom Hammers would have. Richarlison, Moisey Ken, imagine that. Like, that would be one of the best... Yeah attacks in the league if you ask me Moisey Ken who who's valued at 45 million and has scored only a few goals less than Mbappe this season for PSG while being on the bench for a lot of the games so he scored nearly as many as Mbappe and been on the bench for most of the games and like being subbed on with yeah. like 15 minutes to go so I think his goal per game ratio Moisey Ken this season PSG for PSG is better than Mbappe so I think who's got a better... No, uh, Moisey Kenny's playing for Everton. So I'm saying oh, how yeah. good the front line would be. Because he's been playing right, over that, in PSG on loan. Yeah. But I think Moisey Kenny's got a better goal to goal to minute ratio than Mbappe at PSG. So they've been given the same yeah, scenario. Had it, so someone with a, better, no, with a better goal to game ratio than Mbappe. Richardson, who was valued by Barcelona at about 120 million. Calvert Loon, whoever who's worth about eighty million and has just scored, had a twenty-plus goal season. James Rodriguez, who's a who's a Golden Boot uh, winner, and who won Best Player at the World Cup, and has played for Real Madrid, and Doku as well. Think about that. Moisey Ken on on the stats better than Mbappe. Calvert Lewin, England's second best striker, who's had a twenty-plus yeah. goal season. Richardson worth £140 million. James Rodriguez, yeah. World Cup Golden Boot and World Cup Best Player winner. Played for Madrid. That, like, you don't that, really need many more players, do that, you? That, that, that team, yeah. Stick Docker in that attack. And I'm sorry, nobody, nobody can say that's not going to be one of the best attacks in the league. I think that's a stretch, but we'll... No, um, that would be not the best, but one of... Okay, yeah, because you look at Man City's depth. Yeah, Man City, Man City honestly. are always going to be the best given the money they spend. But I think Everton would have and the also, best. I think if we got one more attacking player, we'd be up there. Yeah, like if you were to sign Chiesa, you would, <laughs> you would be up there. Chiesa. He'd be such a good signing as well. But I think the fact yeah. he's now at Juventus because he went from Fiorentina to Juventus. I don't think he'd move on to Liverpool. But I suppose no. if you had like a good season, game like second next year. I suppose the proposition of like an English club with English wages is very exciting, isn't it? Yeah. I think he's an option. Um, as, who would be your other two players then to add? Well, one of them I'm going to talk about now and then we'll go on to your other players. And that's, you have Doku. 
and Abdoku, and another player would be a guy called Denzel Dumfries, player we've actually oh, yeah, been he linked really with. Good. He he got a few goals under his belt. He looked really good attacking. He looked pretty solid defend defending, but I mean his touch, his control, his positioning, like his positional sense for attack, where he could just pick up the ball and how he understood how to find the little spaces. I think he got a couple of goals, and against Ukraine, he could have had so many more. He just found himself those little spaces, didn't he? He did. He came up in an attack and just popped up at the back post with a header, and he hit mm. the post a couple of times, I believe, and yeah. missed a couple of Cracking opportunities tournament. that should have been put away. I think if it's but based off that tournament, he looked so good. Like, ridiculously good. If you know what I mean, so, I just think yeah. he'd add so much, and I mean so much to... to Everton's team because I think Seamus Coleman's really coming to his end now and yeah, we've tried to debay yeah like he, he's he's over 30 now he's a lovely guy I think it'll, it'll be I don't want to say that about Seamus it's Seamus I can't, I can't ever diss him like we paid 60 grand he's for him player, and yeah. paid 60 grand for him and I've, I've met him three times I've, he, he's spoken to me every single time the nicest way he signed everything had a proper conversation with me and he's such a legend at the club like he's got his own chant that goes like this 60 grand 60 grand Seamus Coleman 60 grand 60 grand I see 60 grand 60 grand Seamus Coleman playing football the Everton way it's like we literally signed him from, for 60 grand from like an Irish team in like the third division I think it was so yeah. I think the way he's played he's become such a legend for Everton but I just think he's Ireland he's main man now yeah he? he's not past really? his best he's just I think yeah, given the pace of wingers given the pace yeah. of wingers and the way the game's changing where you need to be more attacking I just I think if Everton want to qualify for the top six want to be part of the top six I think He's great. It'll be great as a backup and everything. I just think we need to improve that spot. And I think Dumfries will get goals. He's got pace. He can handle fast wingers. He's fast himself. He's tricky. I think he'd add a completely different dimension to Everton's attack. And he'd give us a bit more solidity at the back, being able to cope with players like Adama Traore, who, who would just skin Coleman because he's that old. And I think with Coleman and Dumfries, they could form like a really nice partnership on the training goal ground. I think Seamus is such a nice guy, he could sort of teach Dumfries the ropes, give him some experience. I think that would be a lovely thing if Seamus then becomes like a defensive coach at Everton. He could then help some of the younger lads. And I think that's got to be the way forward. Sign Dumfries or we're linking with Max Ahrens and I think that's it, yeah. But Dumfries is the one for me. Who would you have the as Liverpool? Dumfries. Well, I've been thinking about this and I think... We've obviously got, our defence would usually be Van Dyke and Joe Gomez, and Joe Gomez is not as not that solid. He's still mm. good, he's still very good, but yeah. um, you when feel like he's well. a stronger man back there. Yeah. And if I'm honest I think you, Van Dyke is getting like, older, isn't he? Van Dyke's getting yeah, older. Well, Van, he's coming well, back Van from Van an injury, so it might not be as good. Joe Gomez is prone yeah. to injuries, and you don't have enough depth there of a good centre-back. So I genuinely think if you want to come first... You've either got to have no injuries or you've got to sign some players for the back. So who do you have? Yeah, so I was going to say, Simon Kier looked very good. Oh, um, he's a so, shout. He, so I would go, him and Van Dijk would be a solid back um, defence. Mm-hmm. 
as well like he seemed to be a main man and I think with Van Dyke getting on now yeah he's I mean Van Dyke is still going to be around for a good couple more yeah years, but I know at 30 though might not, not be 30 he is I'll check let me check his age yeah on. yeah he's either 30 or he's going to be 30 soon because I think the point he's at now I think in the space of a couple of years he ain't going to be able to compete with people I think oh, the we way have bought, we have bought Ibrahima Konate. Yeah, good point, good point. And I think We've paired with Simon Kier, I imagine you have Joe Gomez and Konate fighting for a place, yeah? You have Kier. He's 30, you're right. Yeah, I told you, I told you. It's mental, isn't it? Don't feel like he's yeah. 30. So I think everyone forgets his stint at Southampton. But I just think Simon Kier, he was such a great leader, wasn't he? Like, he organised yeah. that back line. And I think if you've got someone youthful like Canate, pair him with someone who looks like he's got way more experience than he should have at that age. Because he's kind of young, yeah. And they're not asking for the biggest price tag for him. And I think, given yeah. the way he played, back off the back of the Euros... Who does he play for? Who does he uh, play for? AC Milan. And I think AC the way he played, Milan, I think okay. his leadership would really add something to Liverpool. I think if you paired him with, like, Canate or Gomez and he sort of raised them up, he could also bridge you your next centre-backs and sort of teach them the ropes as well. And he could... See, one kid actually 32 years old. I didn't realise that. You're joking. I thought he was, like, 27. Yeah, I thought he was younger. He's, he's only 3.9 million, but he's... That explains how they want, like, £5 That's... million pounds for him. But still, yeah, yeah. given the fact that Liverpool's... That kind of changes up our story, doesn't it? Probably should have done a bit of research. But yeah, I think we probably should have done a bit of research. He still looked pretty good. And I think given the fact that Liverpool seem to keep getting injuries at the back and the fact that their backup isn't particularly good, it's Matip who's always injured anyway. So he doesn't really count as backup. If you get what I mean. You've got Canate, Gomez and Van Dijk. Van Dijk's really getting on. And I think Gomez is quite prone to injury. And Canate may not settle. So I think still bringing in Kier as like someone to give them a kick up the backside. Sort of keep them on their toes. And also the injury for him to be able to come in. I think he'd actually give you a good step towards getting much closer to the title. Would you agree? Yeah, um, I would agree. Uh, I, don't, I don't know who he would get if... I mean, Simon Kier, I didn't realise he was that old. I thought he looked a lot younger. Um, Agreed. I would... You could go with... Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I do not know. Um, I was, the other person I was going to say was Harry Kane, because um, for us, for Liverpool, we don't have a big man up top that we can send it too long if we need to. I think if if we're going off the back of just Euro performance alone, was he good enough? Like I know he got he a few was. goals, but I I think he looked very rigid in movement, quite I not old, but kind of like he wasn't quite as sharp. But I don't, I don't know why that was. Like I don't know if it was big pressure on big occasions. Like maybe that's a factor because like I don't know. I don't know. I, I just personally didn't think he was kind of up to scratch of what I'd expect him to be. How about you? 
Um, yeah, he wasn't as strong, but I still think he will be able to... I still think he should play. I reckon he'll play. Yeah, but you, you A, you don't have the funds to sign him. B, for that amount of money, no. you could probably go and get Haaland. But, yeah, or for a little true. bit more, Harland. for about 10 million more, you could probably go and pick up Haaland, who's like 22, or something around that age. And I think he'd... He, Kane is 28 now. Kane might last year as a really good striker, tops four years. Probably three as like... Yeah. Two or three as like a world-class striker at a push. Probably two years yeah, as like a world-class striker. I, I think you. for 150 million, no. But Haaland at like 160, he's ripped up the Bundesliga, proved himself in the Champions League. I think you stick him in a squad for like 10 million more than Kane... He'll, he'll last you 10 years as a world-class striker. If ever you wanted to sell him, you could probably get back. If you sold him before he was like 28, yeah? You'd probably make money on what you spent on him anyway. So that's yeah. who I'd be signing. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting one to think about. Um, maybe not Hurricane. Kier is the only one that's been logical, really. Um, Kier would be... No, at like 4 million, Kier's like... He's a bargain. I think he'd add great defensive solidity. And, and because he's a defender, great... he can go on for longer, can't he? Exactly. And he'd be great backup as well. Like yeah, four million maybe. pounds. I'll keep him on Four million pounds for a Euro semi finalist who captains AC Milan. And both of us would looked really good. Both of us would both of us would probably have um Benucci or Chiellini, even though they're really no, old. No, 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 no. Oh, oh sorry. I thought I thought you were just gonna say both both of us would have no, Chiellini and Benucci are good. Now it's gonna go. We, no, don't like him. Don't like him. If we signed either of them, I'd be happy. I'd be like, oh, they're cracking cracking players. Even though they're really old, I'd still be happy. Yeah, exactly. Mean. You look at Chiellini. He's 37, yes, and he looked yes, like one of the best defenders so. at the Euros. So I think yeah, he can go on for a lot more, like quite so, a few more years, like three or four years, as a good player who could happily start for your team. Like genuinely, he could he could start for Liverpool, and he wouldn't do too badly. I think, given the amount of injury problems you you always seem to face with your centre backs, he just give you a reliability of like a sensible, calm, level older player who would just be able to control games, lead games, and sort of carry a team through it by organising young centre backs. I so think he'd be really standing. Signing. So I've gone with Bunker and Chiesa. You've gone with Doku and Dumfries. Who's your last pick? We're only doing three and that will end the episode. I, I think you haven't got yours, have you? I can tell. That's why you put it onto me. Yet, no. I, I, I haven't have. either. Because what we said when we were, were when we were planning this episode, we were like, should we just do it on the spots and it's whoever springs to mind? Right. Yeah. I've did. gone with two pretty cheap options. I think Doku would be about 20 million. And Dumfries is looking at about 14, 15 million. Like 14, not fi- not four, 40. If you know what I mean? In the teens. It's like 14 or 15 million for Dumfries, 20 million for Doku. We're, we're not looking too expensive. So I'm trying yeah, to think. Yeah, Doku's really at 19 million. 19? I would take him for that. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think. Who really Dumfries impressed me? Million. Dumfries is only rated 15 million, wow. Yeah, that's mental, isn't it? He looked yeah. so good, so sharp. 
I, I'm trying to think who I would go for. This is really hard. It's just put me right in the spot. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, is there anyone that springs to mind for you? Because I kind well, of... I, say, I try think... the doll bird look good. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think if we were to get Doku in my imaginary world, yeah. I think we'd have so much backup in defence. I think someone like Dolberg would just... He'd just not be needed. And he won't get games and he'd kind of just be one of those players you spend 20 million on or 15 million on that then go on to do nothing or go on to just register a few appearances every season. I think 5 million, like the price Simon Kier was, that's fine. But for 20 million, which is what people would demand for Dolberg, that, that's not so fine, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I'm going to. Yeah, gonna, I'm going to. only 17 million. You see, basically yeah. 20 million though, isn't it? Yeah, basically. And I think for someone who wouldn't get any it. starting 11, I wouldn't even be yeah. your first choice sub given the signings I'm, I'm suggesting. Maybe not even your second choice sub. I don't think he's worth 17 million. Particularly when, like, even in the team I mentioned, yeah, Everton still have I Bernard and Gilfie Sigurdsson and Andre Gomez in behind. On the reserve, so I think I, Dolberg had just there's no point in him. I'd take Cristiano Ronaldo. Would you? Yeah. That's realistic, isn't it? I feel I, like the Mbappe 2020. Mbappe, haha. He gets, he gets just under 30 goals. A, he just get, he gets just under 30 goals a season. I know he's 36. He's only 50 million, which is just about what we got the same as what we got a Jota for. See, if you'd have signed him, like, two years ago, yeah? Like, if he was up for 30 million this summer... See, Diego Jota's only worth 25 million, actually. Jeez. If I was Everton, do you know what I'd do? Do you know what I'd do? Do you know what I'd do? What? I'd go and offer Juventus, right? Probably about 25 million in cash. Plus, who would I offer? Plus, Gilfie Sigurdsson. For Ronaldo. That's give, not a bad shout. Yeah. Because I think they'd genuinely accept that. Or Andre Gomez, because they like some of yes, their older... What do, you want to come to, what do you want to come to Everton, though? Let's be realistic. Right, in a theoretical world, just based off money, if we offered Juventus Andre Gomez plus, like, 25 million for Ronaldo, Juventus would say yes. It's a thing. Yeah. I think about the hype. Everton having Ronaldo... That would actually be the best thing ever. Well, like, I would... Oh, man. Think of this team, you know what I mean? You've got yeah. flipping Ben Godfrey, a man who went to our school. Mad. Uh, he's one of the best yeah, players he's ever. Only on loan he's only Juventus. Is he? Yeah, but it's one yeah. of those where like they get put on loan and they're buying him next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Unless, if Liverpool swoop in quickly, I reckon they could have him. That's a yeah, shot for Liverpool. They, but I, think, I don't think they're looking for him. No. I think with Everton, though, imagine Ronaldo. Imagine the scenes. I buy every single shirt, every single variation with Ronaldo on the back. Yeah. I just I, would. I would take. I would easily take Ronaldo. I know he's 36. He's still good, though. He's got the mentality. He, he, he's still. He's going to still be playing when he's 40, I reckon. Mate. The Qatar World Cup's only a year away. 
Watch him go oh, and get like golden yeah. boot at the Qatar World Cup. But how mental is that? He's 36 and he just won gold, like yeah, the golden boot. He just won the golden boot at the Euros, age 36. Like that man, yeah. he, he's that just insane. Crazy. Like that, that's yeah, unhuman. So I have gone for Chiesa, Simon Kier and Ronaldo. Oh, um, oh, oh, hang on, hang on. You're, you're, we're actually being serious about the Ronaldo thing. I was just saying yeah, that for a laugh. Nah, should we, should we actually come up with... Nah, 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 to be fair. I am. Then let's come up with someone actually exciting who's like a bit out of the box, just based off tournament form, if you know what I mean. All right, all right. That's right, kind of right. why I went for like Doku right. and Dumfries, because he's based purely and solely off who's at the best tournament. So I'm kind of thinking for Everton, what positions could we improve? Obviously, a backup left back would be quite nice, I think. Um, I'd say yeah. centre back possibly. I mean, we've got a good goalkeeper and some good backups. I then say midfield, we could do with like a good CDM, I guess. Because I think when Gabamin gets injured, and that's basically all he's done. I think he's played about three games for Everton in total since you signed him two years ago. I think yeah. a centre back for Everton, not a centre. No, a centre mid, if I can ever finally speak, would be someone that's actually really beneficial for our team. So I'm just trying to think of good centre mids this tournament. Is there anyone that you've kind of looked at this tournament and thought, oh, he's a good centre mid, he's played well? Um, I was going to say... Um, Hang on, stop it there, stop it there. Stop it there, stop it there. I already know. How have I forgot about this man? This man was, until he got knocked out, my favourite player of the entire tournament. Robert Isaac. Renato Sanchez. Oh. Oh, Renato Sanchez is an absolute shout. You know, I'm having four players for Everton. Everton can have four players. You know what I mean? I'm having three. I'm I having mean, four. Ultimately, I'm going to go for like Bruno Fernandes because he's just amazing. No, just ba based purely off tournament. Because I'm going, I'm going. Renato You're not going for Robert Isaac as well? Because do you remember us two watching him and just thinking he was insane? Like, he's strong, he's quick, he's powerful, he's direct with the ball. He, him and Calvert-Lewin with players like Moise Ken, Richarlison, Doku, James Rodriguez, Sigurdsson. That'd be insane. Oh, yeah, he literally stunk it out at Swansea, didn't he? Swansea got a new badge. Oh yeah, I saw the new kit. Looks pretty, pretty all right. Talking of new so, kits, yeah, have I'm you seen hashtag United's I'm new kit? Who? Hashtag United. No. If you know, it looks sick. They've teamed it with Hummel. Honestly, it looks actually amazing. So I'm, I'm going with um. I've forgotten who I'm going with now. <laughs> Simon Kia. Yep. Kia. And Renato Sanchez. Yeah. Renato Sanchez just looks so strong. Yeah. He was someone well, I think. Price would, is not a bad child as well. Yeah, I think and they're charging uh, like charging about ninety million pounds for Declan Rice, so I don't think he's worth it. But I think Renato Sanchez you could get for about forty, if you're lucky, forty million pounds. And I think for the. Well, he's thirty million. He's just under thirty million. Thirty? Are you joking? That's his that's his value by this app, I'm oh, using. Oh, they'll probably put it up a little bit, if you know what I mean. So let's say £40 yeah. million pounds for Renato Sanchez. He's youthful, he's strong, he's box-to-box. -box. And I think, you know, you had Jeannie Vinaldum who's just left. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think he's like a youthful Genie Wijnaldum, but stronger, better at skills yeah. and better at passing. Tony, he's like Tony, Genie Tony, Wijnaldum. It's like a youthful Genie Wijnaldum with way more potential, who's already stronger and just better in pretty much every way. So he's already better than Wijnaldum and... You've just lost Wijnaldum and he's youthful and he's got so much more talent. I think his physicality would be really suited to the Prem. So I reckon Ronaldo Sanchez would be a great player for both clubs, wouldn't he? Yeah. He looked cracking at the Euros he as well. He would be. He would be, yeah. I would take him any day. Now, the last player's got to be Robert Isaac. What a tournament he had. We've already spoken about him a bit, though. So I think we kind of, in our imaginary world... You're at, we're at Everton are having Robert Isaac, Renato Sanchez, um, who else was there? Doku and Denzel Dumfries. And Liverpool are having. Yeah. Who are Liverpool having? Yeah, he's a yeah, and um, Renato Sanchez. Jeez. I think someone needs to sign Renato Sanchez. They're all looking at Declan someone Rice, I think. To. Renato Sanchez Leal. is Declan Rice, but better. Lille are not that good. Lille are not that good. Uh, they're good. They just won the league in, but I think if you were to say to me, name a big club, I'm naming PSG, Bayern, Barcelona, Man City, Man U, yeah, Liverpool, yeah, Chelsea, Real Madrid. I'm not naming Lille. So if you want to tick a club no, off yeah. on your checklist, I think... That'd be a great one. I think his physicality and his experience now in the game would make him such a great player in the Prem. I would love to see him in the Prem, even if it wasn't for Liverpool. Yeah. He'd light it up, wouldn't he? Well, so if there's any Premier League guys. scouts out there, sign Renato Sanchez. And if you sign him, I think you should donate £2,000 to uh, Josiah and Finn. That'd just be kind of... A great thing for you guys to do if you're a football scout and you sign Renato Sanchez. £2,000 to the both of us for giving you that idea. But yeah, so obviously if anyone does sign Renato Sanchez, we're claiming it as it was our transfer and we're taking the money. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Do you want to sign them off on our first ever episode of our brand new podcast, which we still aren't sure of what the name should be? Um, we are going to sign it off. Um, yep. now and we one little announcement one little announcement before we end for all you guys that have listened to the end me and Josiah now this is probably going to be our last episode that's only on real peel isn't it because yes, we're going to be setting up our whole new channel which is going to be called JFG Productions just like Josiah Finn and Finn Greenhouse but then we've used a Finn for both of us and we've initialised it very clever if you ask me that is because I came yeah, up with it. But yeah, so what we're going to be doing is, it's kind of like how the BBC run theirs. They've got BBC Sound, which is where the BBC podcasts go, but then they also upload to Spotify. So they create BBC Sounds and BBC Sounds is theirs. That's what they upload onto. Then they also upload onto Spotify. And so JFD Productions is going to be for us to put our podcast onto. And that's going to be our thing where we have full control. And then we'll also upload them onto Real Peel, which is going to be like our... Spotify, isn't it, Josiah? Yeah. So, thanks for listening, guys. Um, hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you. Well, we won't see you, but yeah, it's a podcast. You can't see us, but you know, yeah, you guys will hear us again. One thing: can you guys give us a bit of feedback? Have you liked this episode? 
what did you like about it and also what could we do for the next episodes because we're already a bit stuck on title ideas but yeah i've just been waffling for the last few minutes because i just wanted to get the podcast over 40 minute mark and we've just done it 40 minutes now we've done this podcast for hope you guys have enjoyed and that's been the first episode of finning just hired brand new football podcast very good